0: From the Church of the Nazarene and Mesoamerica Genesis, you're listening to the Worthless Servants Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Worthless Servants Podcast, where we talk all things missions and healthy church. I am Scott Armstrong, and to my left I have Freya Galindo. Hi there. Emily Armstrong to her left.
2: Hey
3: everyone. Across from us, AJ Fry. Hey guys. And Chelsea Fry fun facts with chelsea fun fact did you know snakes can help predict earthquakes
1: how How so so?
3: they can sense a coming earthquake from 75 miles away that's 121 kilometers (laughs) (laughs) up to five days before it happens five Five days days.
1: but how do they show it that's know. what I was going to say. Like,
3: <laughs> that was I don't know. I'm not a person. <laughs> sl- this is just a fun fact, Scott. <laughs> this,
1: she's like, they show it by slithering.
3: Oh. They stick their tongue out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. How <laughs> is that prevent an earthquake, though? That just, that doesn't prevent. It doesn't no, predict. Pre- oh, predict. Did I say prevent? I thought you said prevent. No, you no, said predict. Predict. Oh, okay. predict. But even predict,
1: like you'd have to be right. an Watching expert snakes. in snakes. Yeah. To know.
3: Well, duh. <laughs> well,
1: duh. <laughs> like, aren't I, you I, a snake I, This fun fact is fun, but it doesn't help me to know oh, when guess, the not, There's it's scripture facts, that says if you're facts.
3: preaching the word of God, <laughs> you can handle snakes. Oh, okay. oh. That's true.
1: Shout out to Mark 16.
2: Right. <laughs> I don't think Mark is still around to listen.
1: So, yeah, that has nothing to do with our topic today. I don't Welcome. think, but maybe you guys will surprise me. Our topic today is home assignment. Now, back in, let me look it up. I think in episode 48, we touched on home assignment, but I think we talked a little bit more about why it's called home assignment and like the purposes and benefits and challenges of home assignment. But I want to use an article from Jason Carter and he is a missionary and a professor in Equatorial Guinea. Shout out to Spanish, by the way, that's the only country Mm. in Africa where Spanish is the official language. Mm. And so he has written an article talking about what people receiving the missionaries on home assignment. So like, I'm not even going to say the home country because home is difficult to define, but the sending country receiving missionaries back. What are some practical things that they could do? So this, If you have have wondered where are the practical tips here, you are going to find them in this episode. So he put 20. We're not going to go through all 20. Oh, I know. But but what jumped out at at you guys? Things that that he said or maybe things that have just really meant a lot to you when you've gone back on home assignment?
4: I have two that I want to share. Uh, These are my favorites. Uh, One of them is, tell the missionary all the ways you have diligently prayed specifically for them. Mm.
1: And the other one... So let's talk about that one first. Have you... Had times where people have come up to you and said specifically, I like that word, not just, I've been praying for you, but specifically, I prayed for this and I prayed for this and how are you in this? Yeah. And sometimes
4: like, you- well, I share my testimony. I would say, um, uh, my like prayer request or something like that. So it happened to me that, um, uh, the first, my first home assignment, I, I was shared that I had, I was having problems with my back. And so then like, the next time I was there in that local church, then somebody came and said, "How is your back going? Like how are mm-hmm. you doing with your health?" and I'm like, and uh, the person said, "I'm praying for that." You know, oh. and that means mm-hmm. a lot to me. Yes. Because like Most of the people only, like, uh, focus on your, like, your sermon on the things that you talked about, mission or other things, you know. And those are important things. But I don't know if everybody or uh, most of the people uh, would pay attention to your prayer requests during Mm -hmm. your, during, uh, while you're sharing or something like that.
1: Has that happened to anyone else?
4: Yeah. Yeah. We have been volunteers for the
3: past couple years. And so we would always share our financial burden, like, and that's a hard word. But um <laughs> our financial true. needs and um there would be people that would come forward at the end of a service and say I can only give $5 a month um but I I want to pray for you. Mm. And so um when we followed up later almost maybe 2 years later they would come and say like so how are you doing financially when we were talking about it the second yeah. time. And so just knowing that I mean Our finances is how we stay on the field. And so knowing that they're praying for it is Mm -hmm. incredibly empowering. Mm -hmm. So that's cool.
1: I I should probably say, episode 48, you can listen to that, but I should probably say if you do not, home assignment is when the missionary, sometimes called furlough or deputation, uh, when the missionary goes back to raise funds, to raise prayer support, and also to tell what God is doing on the mission field. And so that often, for we can all speak as missionaries, is a time of stress. There are many blessings, of course, but it's very challenging as a family, uh, individually, we're supposed to to rest. Like a lot of times, say uh, you know, even our bosses or our leaders, uh, our leadership will say, "Please rest, please do." But then also, they they also do expect that you will continue your work, you know. And so it's just stressful. These are things. That, imagine when someone comes up to you and says, "I've specifically been praying for that health re- request, or that financial request, or that event." How did that? event go or that part of your ministry. That's awesome. What was your second one? for you? Well,
2: I have something oh. to do before you tell your mm-hmm. second one, but like the prayer to me is super, super important too. And one thing that I really appreciate when a church does is not just pray for Scott and I as the missionaries, but pray for our kids and like pray for them by name. Yeah. And don't just say, you mm-hmm. know, the kids of Scott and Emily, but you know, mention their names and, and even try to place themselves in their shoes of like what a 15 year old boy is going through and what a 14 year old girl is going through. And, you know, and when they pray specifically for um, their schoolwork or the sports that they're playing or whatever it is. And um, so those things to me are are very special because I know that our kids, our kids are still learning the power of prayer, but they, uh, they definitely have noticed times when it's just mom and dad, they get prayed for. Mm. Like they feel not necessarily like on the outside, or they they might not even be like, oh, they didn't pray for us. You know, they wouldn't say that, but they, mm. they feel the difference of when a church prays for them and includes them in that prayer. Yeah. And that's become really important to me. And even when a church like prays for our marriage or our family, uh, the things that are kind of like intangibles, but, you know, as a missionary family and a missionary, marriage, we've often said people are looking to us to be an example in those things. And so for a church to pray and empower that prayer and to hear for our kids and us to hear that other people are praying for the protection of our marriage, Mm -hmm. um, that's super special. And I always appreciate when Mm -hmm. people pray for that for us.
4: So the second one uh, of my favorites is I, I don't know how uh, it goes exactly but it's, it's something like having the missionary have the, have the missionary over for a dinner or, yes. or something like that but well I would say it's having it's inviting the missionary to have like their favorite meal you yes. know their favorite food and it has happened to me like a lot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of people because usually in social media I would put that I miss tacos or right. I miss esquites which is another or like one of my favorite foods in Mexico so um, people when I go back they would say like oh we can invite you tacos you know anyway <laughs> and that's like to me it's very special because they, they I mean they are taking the time sometimes to cook that for mm-hmm. me, or just to uh, go take me at, uh, to a restaurant or something mm-hmm. to have that meal. And that's oh, special.
1: Man, that's so special. I know it is. <laughs> and that's why we always return from home assignment with 10 pounds yeah. heavier. 30 more pounds. <laughs> 30 pounds. <laughs> all well, Personal record. <laughs> Personal record. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was what you we were aiming for. <laughs> okay, what else jumps out?
3: There's one on the list that talks about buying missionaries a Kindle and loading it with books, but also having them create a list of books afterwards so that, like, once they go back to the field, that you could continue to, like, randomly buy them a book. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really cool. I'm not a huge reader, and I don't need somebody to buy me a Kindle. I have my iPad. But, like, even tapping into that, um, a lot of missionaries like academics and or even like aj loves movies and Mm -hmm. so so something that in in today's technology you can buy a digital book and it's not something that's going to weigh down my luggage Mm -hmm. that's a Mm -hmm. huge Mm -hmm. piece Mm -hmm. be aware that like gift giving is amazing and it makes us feel loved but we also have luggage And we're probably taking a lot back with us. Mm -hmm. Um, So something as light as like digital books or digital movies or an Amazon gift card. Like those are awesome ways. If if someone's love language is gift giving, Mm -hmm. those are things that are like thinking compact and Mm -hmm. Mm movable. So it's really cool to me. That's good.
0: What has blessed me, us, most, I think is when... People allow us to stay in their homes or especially if they have like a guest house or something, mm-hmm. they let us stay in their guest house or and give us a place to, to work or just relax if we need it. Because so often we're just on the road and going from place to place. And if we're in, um, like, say, one state for a, a good amount of time, we've had people even give us like uh, an extra car to borrow and just travel around the state. And that is spoken you know, a lot to us and just really been a blessing to us because trying to find hotels for the night or just trying to find a, a car to rent or transportation can be just as stressful, you know, as, as going to these different places and speaking or mm-hmm. or participating with local churches. And for me especially as an introvert, just to have that extra space where I can relax and not have to worry about entertaining or mm-hmm. or, you know, telling stories. It's just really good for me in those in those times. So,
1: There have been certain families, right? I, I think all of us know yeah. where you don't have to put on like this professional missionary <laughs> guest kind of per- – they just allow right. you to be who you are. Yeah. And if you want to sleep in a little, then it's not like, wow, that's weird. Right. And if you want to just read or check your email or whatever, then – that's fine. This is your home. Yeah. And not every place is like mm-hmm. that.
3: Yeah. Oh,
1: and it's just I, I, I love those places. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It makes me think of this story. Emily, you were talking about doing your devotions with headphones in and somebody sitting down beside you and talking to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like like there's a difference between that scenario and a, a home that just feels comfortable. Our when we were back for our ordination service, for our very last night we stayed with um a pastor that we knew on our district, but didn't know. I mean, we don't know him, like, super well. We'd never gone to dinner with him or anything. But, like, he opened up his home for us, and we were just there to stay the night. Like, we weren't there for dinner. We weren't there for breakfast. We just needed a bed. Mm-hmm. But they, like, welcomed us in and said, there's the cups. Here's the water. If you need any snacks, it's fridge. Here's your bathroom. Here's your bedroom. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And mm-hmm. at that moment, that was exactly what we needed. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is a totally different atmosphere mm-hmm. than someone that's expecting us to entertain them. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that word, but like, tell me stories. What's going on? Yeah, Let's sit yeah. in the living room and talk for 50 minutes.
1: I think it is important to uh, just, just give the caveat here to everyone. We like talking with you on Home Assignment. Oh, yeah. We love that. But there is something about oh, just being able to be ourselves and be away for a little bit at least. What about this one? I this My favorite one, and it's very appropriate, I think, for the fries right now. But he says, if you are a dentist, offer free or discounted dental work. If you are a lawyer, offer to update their last will and testament. If you are a counselor, offer free marital counseling or a marriage tune-up. Use your vocational gifts to bless the missionary body of Christ.
3: Yeah, that's mm.
1: awesome. And, are am saying we need marriage counseling? <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain. Um, I, from... Just a little background and then it'll get to you guys. But from the age of nine until one month before coming to the mission field, I had to use glasses or contact lenses to see. I mean, literally to see. I could not see anything, and Emily knows that, because when I did not have those, one time she, did you throw the keys to me or yeah. something? Yeah. And I didn't have my glasses on or my contacts in, and I just was like, no! Like, like I, All I saw Coward was this blob, and I didn't know what it was, <laughs> and it's coming from my head. You knew like, it
2: was keys, and you were afraid it was going to hit you in the Yeah,
1: face. exactly. <laughs>
2: not so, my eyes. Yeah, right? exactly. Not
1: my eyes, they're working so well. Right. <laughs> but, but, I remember I remember hearing from a fellow missionary that said, you know what, I have a really good friend who would be willing for free to give you LASIK surgery. And I said, wait, 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 what's the catch? You know, no, you have to get to this place. It was in another state. It was a little far away. But you have to get there. And here's, there were some different things that had to happen, of course. But He gifted me that surgery. And the Mm -hmm. reason this deals with the fries, I think you guys are in the process of seeing if that's possible. I don't know if it's a done deal yet, but what in the world? I mean, it's been 16 years on the mission field. I've never needed any. Eye drops, necessarily. I've never needed anything. They they say that eventually, yes, old age will get me and I still will need some sort of uh, bifocals or glasses at some point. But I haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah. How much money did I save? Yeah. Yeah. Not just from the surgery, but from the contact lenses and all that. Right. Contact
3: solution here in the Dominican Republic is $16 a bottle. Yes. So, like, that gift adds up to massive
1: thousands, I mean, tens of thousands of, yeah. of dollars maybe through 16 years, maybe. Right. So somebody offered that for that person. I mean, I don't want to say it wasn't a big sacrifice, but it was something that they were naturally doing. And they said, I could do this. Yeah. I could fit in another, another person here during this weekend that we can do this. Yeah. And it was, th- that's what I want to say. It was easy for them because that's what they do.
3: Right.
1: Yeah. But, you know, sometimes we think that Helping a missionary needs to be extraordinary. Well, what do you do well mm-hmm. and what comes easy to you? Mm-hmm. How could you help with your vocation to bless a missionary? Yeah.
3: And especially like with medical costs it, for us, AJ and I did not have like an established doctor or dentist before we came to the mission field. And so like when we go back to the States, we are literally like shooting in the dark. We're in Ohio. Okay, let's find a dentist in Ohio. We're in California. Okay, I really need to see a chiropractor. I've been flying and driving for hours upon hours. Who's a good chiropractor? I don't know. Who knows? What's a good price? I have no clue. I've been lived in the States in four years. I don't Mm -hmm. know what a good price is even. And so even someone just willing to say like, hey, I have a good eye doctor. Maybe it's not a a gift of free eye exam, but at least saying like, do you need to go see a doctor? I have a good doctor.
1: It wasn't necessarily home assignment, but I remember when you, AJ, were a part of 12-7 Serve, you know, we've talked about that previously, but basically a missions project. But I remember that at the end of, well, it wasn't completely six months, but I think it was, it was about four and a half months or five months in and you guys were exhausted. And I remember you got to Guatemala and there was, do you remember Dr. Renee Rivas? Uh huh. That just said, "I'm available. I don't have to check everyone. Yeah. But would you like me just to check?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I, I don't know. That's did awesome. all of did all of you just go? And I think,
0: I think for something, yeah. Yeah, for something. <laughs> Everybody was like, <laughs> I, sorry, have for... yeah.
1: "I have this ailment. I have this. Yeah. And he just said, "I'm willing to help. You know. How can that happen during home assignment? It totally can and has for many of us.
2: I think another thing that was mentioned in that article is it mentioned give them storage for some of their earthly possessions. And I think most missionaries, when they leave their home country, it's not like they're packing up every single possession that they own and sticking it in their suitcase and saying, I'm gonna move it to another country. So for us, it's been helpful to have some things stored with our parents, but like when does it get to the point in time when your yeah. parents are like, I can't store this for anymore? I think you guys, yeah, yeah, AJ and Chelsea, I'm looking at you've already had that happen. Yeah. Um, Scott, he had it happen because his dad went to the mission field, so he was getting rid of stuff too. And um, so even some of that stuff of if you just have extra attic space, or I know some missionaries that maybe have they do have a car when they're there every year for home assignment or every two years, and they need a place to store it. When and they're not there to drive it. If you just have space that you can give, that is even like a very non-tangible, but is very important for missionaries and as a way to during home assignments say, you know, if you need space to store something, or if you need a garage space to keep a car, it might not even work for you personally, but maybe you know somebody that's like, oh my gosh, I know somebody that could really use that. Um, so to even offer that when missionary is around, there's a lot of people I think that would take advantage of, of that kind of offer.
1: Yeah. What about this one that said, send a missionary to a Christian conference or spiritual retreat where they will be equipped and refreshed for the ministry?
4: That like, would be nice. That yeah. one, isn't yeah. That, yeah. Like yeah. on
1: home assignment. Has that ever happened? Yeah. I don't no. I don't know, but that's when we fun it. fact, Whoa. that
4: never happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fun. I'm sorry, Chelsea Bye. <laughs> stealing my segment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I'm
3: sorry>.
1: Fun <laughs> fact <laughs> that never happens. I like that. That's a, that's another t-shirt. <laughs> so I I thought that was interesting. Like, oh, you know what? Instead of Maybe I shouldn't say instead of instead of going from church to to church, you know, and just speaking from service to service. You know what? These three days we would like to just gift you this spiritual retreat. Mm -hmm. What? I think I would like be. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be, you know, too sentimental, but I think I would cry in that moment. Yeah, (laughs) I I really do. I think I would. Or what about this one? Offering to host a dinner party where the missionary can share about the ministry. I only highlight that one because home assignment is changing. Like, no longer can we say every night of a week we're going to be in a traditional service Mm -hmm. with some church. I mean— Maybe in Mexico that happens, but it's hard to get a Monday night, you know, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But what if someone's willing to say, hey, we're going to have dinner over? We've had to be very creative and say, it can be a cookout. It can be, we've gone to a minor league baseball game, you know, and what else different things have we done? I don't know. But it's been a time for us to get together with the church in a different setting sometimes we share with them just in the bus or beforehand or afterwards, you know, here's kind of what we do. Sometimes that happens during, for instance, during the game, you're just, people are talking and asking, so what do you guys do? And it's just creative. And anytime somebody can be creative and think outside the box, that gives us more access to tell what God is doing. We've had people that have felt called to ministry at a cookout or because of a cookout, because we just were sitting at the same table as mm-hmm. that person or that child or, or teen, you know? And so let be creative, you know? And yeah, sometimes,
4: like, you can share more with the people yeah. when you're, like, like doing those kind of things instead of just uh, preaching, yeah. you right. know? Yeah. But, like, having that, that kind of environment yeah. uh, it helps you to create, like, more relationships and everything. Yeah. So it could yeah. be better. Well,
3: that's kind of what this podcast was born out of, was we were having just conversations, and we realized that, it's easier to have these conversations when we're in a small group and we give, give and take from the conversation. And yeah. that's so, so much true of home assignment too. We're much more effective at communicating in a discipleship setting. Like, mm-hmm. so let me tell you about what missions really looks like in my context mm-hmm. and, and what God has been speaking to me. I, when we get up and and speak on a Sunday morning, my message is crafted and it's put together and it's very intentional. My words are very intentional, mm. but it's not necessarily exactly what God is teaching me in that moment. It is, but it's not like from my devotional life. It's not from like God is shifting in my life and. And we're we're moving in our ministry, and I'm not really sure what this looks like. Mm. I can't say that from the pulpit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can do. I can say that in a one on one coffee date with someone. Mm. So we're constantly yeah. asking in a uh, missions presidents, do you have anyone in your congregation that's interested in missions? Can we mm. take them out to coffee? Can we mm-hmm.
0: go mm. get a that's Sonic?
2: good. <laughs>
0: That's my
1: go to. That's your go to.
2: Well, and I was thinking, Scott, even as you were talking, that you can use that concept like for ministry, but we've been blessed with that concept when we're, especially in your home church area. Like Scott grew up in Kansas City and he was, he grew up in one church. We served with another church. Uh he's just got multiple contacts around Kansas City. And so when we're back in the Kansas City area, our global ministry center is there. So we just have lots and lots of people we know. And when you're only there for 10 days, mm-hmm. you feel like those 10 days could literally be filled with about 20 lunch dates and dinner <laughs> mm-hmm. dates. And and I remember um a, a couple times actually that there was somebody that is very hospitable and said, you know what, we'll open up our home and you invite anybody you want and like have yes, a big over. and house kind of thing. And we might not know them, but we'll do the food. And they had a beautiful house. And Hmm. there were people that... We knew that didn't know each other, but like people came and were a part of that, yeah. and it was so nice to be able to touch base with like our friends
1: on one evening. all on one time, oh, yeah. And so nice. we spent
2: three or four hours together, and so I think that's something really yeah. tangible that a home church can do. Maybe you wouldn't do that everywhere, but in an area where like in in Veracruz, when you're mm-hmm. back, you know, in your home church and in Jalapan, you know, and you just your church is like, man, I know you've probably got eighteen <laughs> people trying to see you in the four days you're here, you know, if one person would say, so let's have, you know, one meal together. I think that's a really special thing that you can do for a missionary. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I I think just in closing, Jason Carter ends his suggestions and says, one of the least helpful things people often say to missionaries on furlough, he says furlough or home assignment as we call it, is this. Let me know how I can help. (laughs) That places, I like this, that places the missionary in a difficult spot. Is this person just saying that to be kind? Do they really want to hear about our deepest frustrations, like you said, Chelsea, (laughs) and concerns right now? Are they asking to be on our support team? Have you guys ever thought of that? Like, hey, Mm -hmm. just let me know how you can help. And then you say, would you like to give monthly? And they're like, oh, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant at all, you know. And so he says a better idea would be to choose one or two practical ways to refresh the hearts of the missionary saints among you. Hey, he's calling us saints. That's cool. Um, (laughs) Pray for them, invest in their ministry, become personally invested in their lives and in their ministry and take the challenge. Dare to be, he uses the passage in Philemon, you know, an encourager uh, to a missionary, a voice uh, for the missionary. I bet you'll be glad you did. So this is just us as missionaries with, you know, just a conversation saying this is what has been a great blessing and will continue to be a great blessing in the future. Hopefully it's useful for anyone that is listening to us. Emily, if there is somebody listening and wants to, you know, ask us questions or maybe give us some feedback, how can they do that?
2: So you can find us on Facebook at Worthless Servants Podcast. You can also find us online at Mesoamericagenesis.org under the podcast tab.
1: Awesome. Good. Well, we are The Worthless Servants, and I am Scott Armstrong.
2: I'm Freya Galindo. I'm Emily Armstrong. I'm AJ Fry. And I'm Chelsea
3: Fry.
1: We will talk with you next time.
0: For more information, visit us on Facebook or at mesoamericagenesis.org.